My family is originally from Mattapoisett in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. So growing up, I spent a lot of time on the water, on the beach, on the dock. And even as a little boy, I would sit mesmerized by the waves, one after the other, gently coming up to the shore on the beach or crashing into the rocks out by the lighthouse on the point. I would sit there for an hour at a time, lost in whatever thoughts a boy that young gets lost in, amazed at the size and scope of the ocean. As I grew older, I became you know, more aware that England wasn't just across the other side on the horizon. We were in a bay and there were other things going on. But the amazing wonder of sitting and looking at that ocean and smelling the salt in the air and watching the gulls fly, it has become a connection point of my life to the planet that still fills me with awe. I'd never thought I would experience that anywhere else. I moved to Texas. Texas is different. But one of the things I learned to do in Texas is I learned that as a person, I tend towards contemplative and quiet spiritual practices. So while training to be a spiritual director, my own spiritual director took us through some exercises that said, you need to develop alternate spiritual practices that are different from your usual ones. And since mine were sitting and quiet, I was challenged to come up with something that made me move and engaged me physically. And I ended up walking. And then I discovered that same sense of awe and connection to the planet in North Texas, of all places. Because there's a scent on that warm wind in North Texas that I've never smelled anywhere else. And the tall grasses would be moved by the wind in a way that they made their own music. And it changed on the intensity of the wind and its direction. And as I walked the path, I would sometimes see coyotes noble tricksters that they are, coming as close to someone's backyard as you'd never imagine, and hiding in the walking trails. I became very mesmerized, the way I was with the waves, of the single live oak in the middle of an otherwise empty plain or ranch land, and how majestic it was, and how amazing there were times I pulled over on a long stretch of Texas highway just to look at one. And I came here. And I walked through the parklands, and I walked through the Upper Charles bike trail, and since the late summer, I have paid intimate attention to the seasons change 
I saw the leaves go from green to gold to orange to brown to gray to gone. Every day, a little bit at a time. And again, like the waves in Mattapoisett, like the wind in North Texas, that walk in those leaves tied me to something I know I am an intimate part of and I can't explain. And it sends me into revelry and wonder at the immensity and complexity of all that is this wonderful system that is our planet and our home. And as much as I am connected to that, last week, feeling very sick and run down, as most of you know, I threw the yogurt cup in the trash instead of the recycling. I'm a sinner. It happens. And yesterday morning, I was feeling a little better. And I decided since the recycling had to go out, all right, I'll reach into the trash and clean it out. And I did, along with the four other ones I didn't remember putting in there. And I washed them and dried them and I put them in the recycling bin. All of us are imperfect custodians of this home we share. It's all right. Because all of us also have these deep, personal, almost unexplainable connections to this planet and its wondrously complex system that many of us probably can't even put into words. And some of us might paint or write poetry about or sing about, and even that doesn't touch it. I'm sure you have yours, the way I have the waves and the wind and the trails I walk. Don't you? Yeah. We are called, each one of us, you and me, to observe the sacredness of this, to find a way that it connects to our heart in an unimaginable way. I think the reason I was able to grasp the waves and the wind and the walking trail is because when I was a boy, my dad asked me a simple question and gave me a profound answer. We were taking a walk, and my dad was an artist and painted, and he threw out his little watercolor pad, and he started to do a quick watercolor sketch of the woods we were in. And he says, what color are the leaves? And I said, they're green. And he said, no, look again. Some were green, and some were yellow, and some were yellowish green, and some were almost blue. I had never noticed before. And I have never forgotten since. We are people who know that we are connected to this planet. It is part of us. Part of what brings you here today means you see the world in a way that you understand that. We are the people who drive energy-efficient cars, ride our bicycles, use reusable bags, reusable water bottles, we take short showers, we compost, we eat vegetarian and vegan and low-animal product diets. 
We do this because of who we are and that connection we felt. A friend of mine, a number of years ago, co-wrote a song with a person he was in a musical group with, and they recorded it. It's called Going Back Again, and part of it says he grabs his coat and grabs a sign and heads out to the picket line where he stands alone in the rain. A woman walks up, her brow was furled. She asked, are you trying to save the world? You ought to know by now that can't be done. But he looks up with a smile and speaks deliberately and says, I'm just trying to make sure this world don't change me. Maybe that's as big a reason why we do it as any. Because individually, our effort is small. Together, it's great. But we do it because doing so doesn't let the cynicism take over. Doesn't let a sense of helplessness creep in. We will not let the world change us. We will continue to bring who we are and a better way to the world. Unitarian Universalists have a deep commitment to seeing the world as an interdependent web of existence. We also have a commitment to the idea that justice and good don't just happen. We need to take action to make them happen. And Unitarian Universalism calls us to lead holy lives in this fashion. Part of what we share as liberal religionists is that we are not above nature as a caretaker of a garden or a zoo. We are an intimate part of it with our own positive contribution, our own negative contribution, just like all the other parts. And we are called to gaze and wonder at the stars and the rock and the river and the tree and the sand and the mountain and the flower. And we are called to conserve and recycle and reuse and repurpose. And we are called to march and protest and be advocates and write letters and live in relationship to the earth. Unitarian Universalism calls us to be contemplative, connected, and active. Only by developing a spirituality that is that connected, as a way to refresh and renew and encourage ourselves, can we be people who live as if we are who we say we are, a people that values that interdependent web of existence. I encourage you this morning to be devoted to these spiritual practices that you already have. When the task of saving the world or taking apart an island the size of Texas seems too much, remember you're not alone. And remember that you already have a lot of spiritual practices that dismantle garbage patches. It is only by a practice of recycling and using reusable bags and eating less animal products and taking short showers and not letting the water run while I shave. Yeah, I'm that guy at the gym who asks the other guy to not let the water run while he shaves because it's a spiritual practice. It's only by doing that that we both commit ourselves to making it better and reinforce for ourselves it's the right thing to do and it helps us become that person who truly believes what we say we believe. We cannot think our way into new behavior, but we can act our way into new convictions and recommitments.
and better awareness and consciousness. When we practice our green spiritual practices, we are in a real sense, a very real sense, following a religious law as real as kosher dietary laws or any other religious law. Think about it. Even what we eat is a spiritual practice so many of us have that works at saving our ocean. Right? Food, all food has a a water footprint and a carbon footprint. One pound of meat takes 1,800 gallons of water to produce. When we change our diet and we stick to it, we dismantle this. It is what we do. And lots of you already do this. Do you ever wonder how amazingly important that really is, that practice that you have? Because it is that important. Everything we do, from how we eat, to how we bathe, to how much trash we make, to how much we recycle, it all makes a difference. And your individual difference may not get it all done. But if we all do it, it will help. And it really is all hands on deck time. It takes all of us. There's no way we can sit in the luxury of not having to think about this. The recent Paris Accords, where governments of the world agreed to limit carbon emissions so that we would not have any more than two degrees increase in our global temperature. It's great, except for one thing. Our current national policies in this country only get us to three and a half degrees. Every single time you practice your green spirituality, you help everyone, and it is now everyone in the world, on our blue boat home, help get to that goal. It's too important and too crucial to be overwhelmed by the magnitude of the problem. Because justice doesn't just happen. And good doesn't just happen. We make it happen. And I think sometimes we forget how much of it we're already making happen, how we can let that practice that we have deepen and call us and encourage us to do even more. Unitarian Universalism tells us that a spirituality that feeds our souls but doesn't require our action is only a half-realized spirituality. We recognize that we walk in the woods in wonder and we call our lawmakers about net metering and shared community solar energy and encourage them to pass laws to make that easier. We recycle and We divest our Unitarian Universalist Association and our congregational investments from fossil fuels and encourage our government to do the same. We use a reusable water bottle and we encourage passage of the commercial property-assessed clean energy bill so that we can give businesses and commercial property owners the money they need to change to safe clean energy because business uses a lot of the energy and they can help do a lot of the conversion. We don't make activism a part of our spiritual life because it will magically change the world. We do it so that the world, with its sometimes misplaced values and priorities and greed and consumption, 
and its tendency to put profit over the needs of people and the planet won't change us from the people who continue to try. Storyteller Brian Andreas says, anyone can slay a dragon, but try waking up in the morning and loving the world all over again. That takes a real hero. And yet that is what we do when we recycle, when we compost, when we use that water bottle. Every day recommit to loving this planet that is our mother again and again. You know, as I got older, I gazed out into the bay in Mattapoisett, and there was the day I saw something I'd never seen before, even though it was probably always there, the huge, rusting wastewater pipe that led out from under the dock, out past the point where I was sitting, and dumped the waste into the bay. There was the day I walked in North Texas and I saw the fracking tower going up along the path I usually walked. And I wonder when I will be in the parklands or in the Charles River path and see that something that seems to work against everything I believe in and everything I work for and how I can fight back. But I believe that you and I make a difference with the spiritual practice we have and that we can recommit to. I believe that we do all the good we can in any way we can as long as we can. And I believe that whatever our situation, we start where we are, we use what we have, and we do what we can. And you and I, doing this, we will become better people, more committed to our spiritual practices. And the cynicism of helplessness and the idea that it's too big a problem won't get us down. And we won't let the world change us. And just maybe, just maybe, we will change the world. 